0: Hi everyone, I'm Tony Lontis and this is the Everyday Business Show.
1: I'm going to do it to the best of my ability because if I fail, that means I fail for my entire female nation, I call it. <laughs> is that possible? That was the question for myself. It is absolutely possible.
0: Good afternoon, Australia. Good evening, America, and welcome to everyone across the planet. I'm your host, Tony Lontis, and this is the Everyday Business Show. And I have another amazing guest to chat to you today. But before we get on with that, a quick reminder if you're listening on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, We have Hannah ready and waiting to provide you with links to anything that we talk about today to take your comments and engage with you generally. I encourage you to jump on to our YouTube channel and subscribe so you can catch up on all the shows that you've missed. And I want to make sure that you jump on to the Tony TV channel app available on all Roku, LG and Samsung smart TVs across the planet. Now, a little bit of what we do each week is our important acknowledgement of the very special role that our Indigenous communities play in the development of our country's cultural identity. So, I want to respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugamba language region, Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, on whose land. We meet and broadcast and pay my respect to the elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening here or watching today. Um, our guest today is Cathy DeMarcos and she is a lovely friend of mine. But here's what you need to know about Cathy. Now, Kathy is a global business advisor and an award-winning mentor she is an indefatigable philanthropist great words <laughs> a tedx speaker and author who has future focused and works from her place of genius to actualize goals and dreams for people in business and personally she is known as the alchemist in business her company solutions to you was born from a passion to serve and create sustainable impact. She is highly sought after all over the world as professional advisor and motivational voice with more than three decades of experience in finance, scaling businesses, and she dedicates her time and sharing her knowledge with which combines people Business and situational skills to deliver tangible tools and skills. Her values take center stage and business becomes honest and expressive as she helps people be comfortable with being uncomfortable, unlearn patterns that don't serve them any longer and And helps them step forward with clarity to enable them to reach their goals. It is my divine pleasure to welcome to the show today Kathy DeMarcos. Hello, Kathy. Hello, hello,
1: Tony. You know what? The number of times I even stumble on indefatigable. (laughs) But I keep thinking It's the best word though, Kathy. Like it's just great. Um, I leave it in there. People go, gosh, you're nasty. And I go, uh, no, no, no don't do it with that intention. But I do get a giggle because
0: it happens every time and I fumble yeah. too. And I've read it. Like I've read it multiple times before we get to the live show and I still muff it. But then <laughs> that's part of my branding, the imperfect Tony Lontus.
1: Well, you know the wabi sabi saying in Japanese. It's actually the perfection in imperfection. So we want yeah. exactly the whole of you, Tony. <laughs> Nothing else.
0: <laughs> I had to. Do you know, Kathy? Speaking of imperfection, it's, it was one of my biggest struggles. It was one of my biggest struggles to show up and decide that it doesn't have to be perfect because yep. some of the greatest things come from imperfection. Um, there's still moments like when I muff the words that that little imperfect voice goes, Ooh. And then I go, No, it's okay. It's as it's meant to be and move on. <laughs> yep,
1: absolutely.
0: Love Kathy, it. we've got. Um, Your story is really amazing, and I want to start with your story and your journey to becoming a CEO. Hmm. Gosh, where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I have actually set up
1: and scaled businesses since 1997, but this new hat is the new version of me. It's the evolving version of me. Mm. Um, My background actually starts in finance. Um, I've got 35 years in finance. And during that time, most of that time has actually been in business. And when I look back, there are different milestones Mm. that actually have shaped me and, you know, and brought me to where I am. So the first one, I think, was during the global financial crisis. I was actually doing a lot of litigation work. Mm. Um, I was in mortgages Um, I was looking after a portfolio of 10 million dollars gosh back in the 80s so that sort of left me in a position one night where I had a suicidal client and it was Mm -hmm. in that moment where I realized I actually needed to be more it didn't matter how good I was at my job but I needed to be more and I needed to do more Mm -hmm. so several years later I decided that I would actually become a qualified counsellor. So I studied for four years and then practised. But I still studied finance. Okay. Unusual. And everybody said that I was crazy. However, it made sense. Yes. Very much.
0: Makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. So that was one pinnacle point. So all of my practises, I basically took that forward with me I then had other pivotal moments, things where I actually looked back and thought, why am I doing this? But at some stage, you start to really actually look inwards and trust your instincts. Yes. So my career path came out of the bank into a whole array of other areas sales, educational products, um, clothing for kids. You know, I just tried a whole array of things during a sabbatical which then actually took me down a path which was the steepest learning curve in my entire career, and it's insecuritization. So I hold financial licences in, in the banking industry. Yeah. That then really led me to where I am today. Um, I walked away from a really well-paid job, uh-huh. and I discovered in that process what I didn't want. And for me, that then brought me back to really actually succinctly looking at my values. And that's how I decided to do what I do today. However, when Ebola broke out, my 16-year-old daughter actually said, I'm going to Africa to volunteer. Oh. <laughs> and my husband didn't quite say, oh, he said, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> So me being really solution-focused, it was how do I actually honour how he's feeling because I mm. can actually sense that trepidation too. Yes. But also recognise that she's actually made an incredible, I guess,
0: Courageous. discovery
1: of who she was, right? I've got to, I've got to honour her. So that actually took us to Tanzania. And when I say mm. us, I committed to allowing her to put a framework in place where she would be safe. At that stage, she then was 17 when she left to embark on a three month journey. And to be honest, um, Tony, I really didn't know what she was going to face. But what we agreed was she would go for one month and she was going with projects abroad, and Mm -hmm. I would follow her for the next two months. Mm -hmm. And we spent time working in orphanages, in crisis centers, we taught English. We we lived with a Maasai for three mu- for three wow. weeks. That really added another layer to who I was choosing to be. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to starting up this company, I was really purposeful. It was about what impact do I want to create. It was no longer about what job I was going to do. It was about What's the impact? What am I really trying to achieve in life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's I took three months to really decide how that would look. Yeah. That then meant that all of my values needed to, to align across everything I did. Mm-hmm. Now I go back to when my daughter started. That time was also my point of recognition of our, of our footprint Yes. So I then looked at the environment and how we contribute to that. So I started to find out how, and I did courses on how to make soaps, organic soaps.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really disliked the fact that everything organic seemed to be so expensive. So, <laughs> so for me it was, hang on a minute, we all contribute to everything we do. It doesn't matter how insignificant we think it is. Mm-hmm. so I then started the company Ingenium with her so we make all natural products and we sell oh. them into organic shops yes. but all the proceeds actually go to the work that we do in Africa so That's amazing it is for me that circular economy you know I talk and live by it and mm-hmm. um, sometimes we don't need words we just need to do just live what we say that we're going to do
0: uh-huh.
1: and so That's the practice that I have in everything that we do. It is about a circular economy. It is not just about business but us as people and about how we contribute to the world and the footprint we leave behind. Absolutely. That that is everything that we encompass. Um, Even, you know, today um, I'm actually at a charity function, I think it's next week, and Mm -hmm. it's for the Special Olympics They're all actually, all the attendees are going to get one of our organic soaps, you know. It is always looking about how you can leave people in a better place. Mm -hmm. So in, in a really long way, I've landed in solutions to you, thinking about how I can contribute, how do I align my values, who I actually choose to do business with, and how I continue to pay things forward. So we have a really big philanthropical arm in everything that we do and we have done since its inception
0: and before that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, does that sort of give you an indication? That, that's <laughs> fantastic because now I want you to share with the audience about solutions to you and what the, what the vision and, and what you do and how you interact with business and people in the solutions to you space. Okay.
1: So Solutions to You is actually a company that removes blind spots, um, strengthens financial positions, and then actually builds high-performance teams, but also incorporates that vision of the circular economy. It is always about paying things forward. So. I'm engaged to do everything from psychological safety to literally scaling businesses, looking at efficacy and efficiency um, yep. from a compliance point of view, from an operational point of view. But at the heart of everything, Tony, is people. You yes. know, I look at who's yes. in the business and then what the business wants to achieve. Mm-hmm. And we bring all of those synergies together so that everybody feels like they actually belong and can contribute.
0: Yes, yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, I know um, from my limited experience, um, as comparison to yours, that there are difficulties that you face along the way. So I wondered if you could tell the audience about some of those difficulties, mm-hmm. how you face them, and what you learned about them. Because from my perspective, one of the things that connects you and I is that belief that you to grow, learn, and scale, you need to get comfortable with being very uncomfortable. Yeah, um, and some days that's really tough. So, yeah. I'd really love for you to share, Kathy, around the difficulties along the way, how you coped, what you did, and what you learned.
1: Um. So, yes, I am an incredible, big believer of being uncomfortable. Um. So I have learned not to say no. So saying yes is the start of that mm-hmm. unless it actually crosses a boundary. So first of all, I guess the fear of knowing where to start is usually something that people hold back on. They don't ask the question. Mm-hmm. So being uncomfortable in being vulnerable and asking for help mm-hmm. Being uncomfortable in saying, you know what, this is my place of genius. And even though I can actually do this scope of work, this is my sweet spot. Do you want to actually come on board and collaborate with me? So yeah. I'm actually letting go, you know, to actually play in one small area is one of the challenges that a lot of people face there's this incredible perception that if you know i gift knowledge if i actually bring somebody else on board and share then somehow i'm going to miss out that is it so far work from the way truth. <laughs>
0: it doesn't work that way the more you the more you give and collaborate and particularly for women in business mm-hmm. co-create amazing yes. things happen amazing things
1: absolutely and so i think when particularly when you are either a solopreneur you are um a female in business
0: Mm. they're
1: potentially the biggest obstacles that you're going to face Mm. and shouting out another woman or another person you know in a room where i say of opportunities Mm. Their obstacles, be comfortable in actually doing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't think of anything um, more that I would love to do than to actually do that. And that's actually taking me out of my comfort zone because in sometimes that might be perceived as, oh, she's not as good as what I've heard. <laughs> I you know, because I'm actually suggesting somebody else. But that actually shows how comfortable I am in who I am. And
0: yes, yes. You know, and we struggle so understanding with understanding that, don't that right? Mm.
1: Sorry, Tony, I cut you off there. But
0: no, no, no. I was just—I was wholeheartedly agreeing with you. Please, please go on, Kathy.
1: Yeah. Look, it's the one thing that, particularly when I either work with women or our younger generation, it is mm. the one thing that I actually stress the most. Um, and I am a big believer of calling things for what I see and what I feel. And I could be off the mark, but what I actually express is that this is what I'm experiencing, or this is what I'm actually seeing. Mm. Um, is that what you're actually sharing with me? Mm. In that moment, that actually does create uncertainty. It actually creates a really uncomfortable feeling because they then need to pause and think about what it is that I'm actually asking of asking. them. Mm-hmm. But it's through those moments, those friction, that friction that occurs in that moment when yeah. we grow the most. Yeah. That's then when we actually allow ourselves to either recognise a learnt behaviour or pattern and, and identify, do I want to change this? Mm. Ask the question, who do I choose to be? And more importantly, what else can I actually take away from it? So there are, I guess, my areas where I recognise the uncomfortable um, elements.
0: And the areas where you've learnt the most and it's been the most difficult to walk through. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of um, growing your business, and I've been um, leaning into slash learning um, a little bit about this recently um, and understanding that in the timeline of business growth, there's certain periods that you get to or need to get through so for instance people will say of oh, the first two to three years are really can be really really tough and then you reach a spot where things start to flow more naturally and more easily and you start to hit these points further along in the scaling of your business is that something that you've observed Kathy working with people and businesses over your time
1: Yeah, it's interesting because there's a lot of statistics around the success in business and how that actually tends to be higher in the first two years, and it drops off by year five. And part of that is actually attributed to, there are a few factors, but partially that's attributed to business acumen, who's in the business, cash flow, understanding where you're Um, priorities actually lie in the process of scaling. Do I bring somebody on board before I actually get the project? You know, all of those sorts of things. So the one thing that I actually do really differently, particularly with startups, is that it's actually creating the plan as if you already are scaling. It doesn't mean that you implement it, but you actually understand to the level of your exit strategy. I actually incorporate the exit into the initial startup yeah. business yeah. plan. That then actually and I of course having a financial background, I incorporate yeah. budgets and cash flows. And it's not what you would get out of MYOB or out of zero. It is oh literally understanding your starting balance, your actual influx of income, any delays in your actual influx of income, so that you know month by month where the anomalies are and what you actually need. That includes all of your actual overall expenses. Mm -hmm. So it is really detailed. And the one thing that I hear the most is, "Kathy, numbers aren't my thing. So I go, that's because you haven't been shown. It's not that numbers aren't your thing. Let me just clarify that. So I really break things down. The number of times that I have clients go, I've just gone to my accountant with this, and they've gone, oh, my God, that's incredible. (laughs) How do you do that? Like, I've never seen that. What an accountant does is not what you need as a business owner. So do not hand over power to anybody else. Because when you don't understand your numbers, it is difficult to scale a business. It's really that simple. So your scaling in understanding at each stage where your growth is actually comes from understanding your numbers. That also then becomes really critical for you to understand where you sit in the business as your place of genius. Because you know what? When we all start out, we're everything, yes, aren't we? Yes, yes. We
0: do yes. everything. It's chaos. <laughs> it's like, ah! Oh! Managed chaos and breathlessness is what I would describe it as. Managed chaos and breathlessness and that constant feeling of uncomfortableness. That you have to actually get comfortable with and go, right, yeah. this is what is needed to grow and continue to grow rapidly um, and continue to, to scale. So, Kathy, what I'm understanding is that, um, oh, sorry, backtrack once. What do you consider the period of time that a business is in startup phase? Two years. Okay. And then so- what's the next phase?
1: generally so the next, speaking so the next phase is actually you looking at bringing on you know one or two people and they might actually be part-timers
0: mm-hmm.
1: you need to identify what parts of the business you really don't like to do mm-hmm. me I don't like marketing I actually brought on yep. a marketer day one <laughs> you know ah, but for me it was I'm not going to start up a business if I can't bring on a marketer so my business plan is actually really critical i needed to understand exactly what i needed you know to actually hit the ground running including another person in my business mm. so it's it's not even about well maybe what you don't like is your weakness in the business <laughs> you know it yeah. is for me it's not that i don't understand it tony yeah. i just i don't enjoy it
0: yeah you know
1: so why invest my time in something that It's not my place of genius. You know, I can be far more productive actually working to my strengths, and that's for everybody. Yeah. So actually plan to have somebody else in that business that isn't your strength. Mm. So by the stage, by the time you start, I always work in an 18-month cycle as a minimum. Yeah. So by the time you start, 18 months down the track, you should already actually identify what your next growth stages. Yeah. You will then also be able to identify how you are scaling. Is it actually about, you know, the products, the services that you're offering? Is it actually about uh, bringing in another person to the team that will actually replicate what you're doing? Is it Mm -hmm. it actually about going online? There are so many ways to actually scale a business But you need to actually understand that from the onset and be ready and prepared with whatever that strategy is. By 18 months, you should already have that embedded so that you start that scaling stage. Mm -hmm. So that next six months is actually the tweaking stage. That scaling stage becomes an evolution. No business stops growing. I
0: was actually going to ask you about that because what I started out thinking was my business is completely different Mm -hmm. to where I see it heading. So there's been a huge evolution from when I started and to what I see the vision is now. Um, And so I'm thinking, gosh, if I had have done that uh, foundation work then, it would have no applicability to what I'm trying to build now. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering, that's that's probably not unique to my business, but it may, may be unique to other businesses who start out selling organic soap and that's what they'll do is sell organic sto- uh, soap, but it may be scaled into uh, department stores or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um that ev- evolution of your business is kind of fascinating to me. And
1: look the the actual um growth can be services, but it can actually just be to even um, become quite definite in the one thing that you do. yeah. But you actually yes. do it at a different scale, you know, so you can actually really define one product as opposed to four that you are doing, but you then actually start working with government contracts. So scaling is so different. Yes. And all of that actually becomes part of the strategy. Do you know uh, the number of times, Tony, that I actually I'm usually brought in because somebody's engaged somebody else to actually help their business grow. Two mm-hmm. years down the track, they go, This I'm not, He's not working I'm not with me. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So I come in to do the turnarounds. The number of times that I go, Can I have a look at your business plan? What was there? And usually there isn't one, but if there is, at best it's four pages. My business plans are 50 and 60 pages. Okay, okay, that's the level of difference that you get you know, depending on who you're working with. Mm. But that then means that you actually know each of your milestones and as you bring somebody on board, they actually know the roadmap too because it's already been created. The biggest thing in business is to actually be able to share your vision. You've got it, Tony. You know exactly where you want to be. And as it changes, it's evolving in your head, even if you're not communicating it.
0: Yes, yes.
1: But if you are genuinely wanting to scale and you need to bring other people along, you've got to be able to actually convey that at a level where not only you're telling them where you want to be in your vision, but you then actually embody everything that they need into the business and they understand it so they know how they're contributing. More importantly, they can enhance that too. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: They're the bits that get missed out, you know, it's, becomes a reactive game as opposed to responding Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. right Yeah.
1: Um, so that's the different lens that i actually bring in whenever i work with businesses
0: yeah that which makes you different to what other companies do um kathy i want to talk about finance and I'll, mm-hmm. in particular, I want to talk about uh, women in finance and women entrepreneurs and businesses' access to finance. Mm. So it's really tricky. So, for most of us and most of the female entrepreneurs that I talk to, we're bootstrapping, we're borrowing from this pot and that pot and this credit card and that credit card. Why is it so difficult? for us as women to attract finance and investment. Can
1: I say that it's because nobody sits down to do a business plan?
0: Uh uh-huh. of
1: course. So, me sitting on the other side, because that's where my sweet spot was. And by the way, when I first started, women couldn't borrow money. It was actually, actually not, you know, it wasn't yes, okay. The banks didn't yes. money for women. But that shows my age. But anyway. <laughs> but today you know, through my career, whenever somebody actually approached me as a lender, I needed to see their strategy. I needed to yeah. see their business plan. But that doesn't happen. Mm. Um, particularly, you know, women have got so many transferable skills that when they decide to do something, they have this incredible vision. But yes. putting it down on paper, yes. and I mean, it's really tricky. Really putting it down on paper. They don't. So if you turn up to anybody and show them their one page business plan, I'm sorry. You know, as much as I love you and I love your vision, I actually don't have the faith that you can, in fact, do that. I can't, I I don't have that.
0: So, Cathy, if someone is a little bit down the track and they have a business plan but it really doesn't suit where they want to go and where that bigger vision, that clarity of vision is, that's where you can come in and create that business plan and then go, okay, here's where you might be able to find a bucket of finance that can help you do this, this and this.
1: There, is, there are so many different lenders out in the market that can ah. absolutely do that you need to actually get that front bit up first. You need that right? business plan. Yeah, yeah you, you really do. And that's why the cash flow then becomes such an integral part. Yes. You know, it's not just about saying, here's my product, this is how much I'm going to sell it for and this is how much it costs me. What about all the bits in between?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, right. And that all goes into your business plans, Cathy. All that detail goes into your business plans, which then in turn informs a, a lender, an investor, whoever, Absolutely. about here's where we're going. Absolutely.
1: Um, I, when When I actually sit down with people to do that, I can tell you the scalability is usually 200%. You know, that's they're the results that I get with my clients. Um, You know, I have clients who have gone from six staff to 68 staff, turning over $5 million from a couple of hundred thousand in 12 months, you know, scaling businesses that have gone from, you know, a few hundred million to a billion in 14 months. It, It is all possible when you know, when you know what you actually are, you know, making as far as part of your margin in each of your products, in each mm-hmm. of your services.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I'm. Ha- I'm just. This is a fascinating conversation um, to have uh, um, on live on the show, because there's so many women that might be listening, going, "But yeah, I've got this big vision," but the the Reality is that somehow they have to get that out of their head and down onto paper and into a business plan and that's your sweet spot. That's what you love to do. That's where your genius zone is. And yeah. then with your finance background, then you can probably also help them get the funds that will ensure that that scale of the business happens.
1: Absolutely. uh
0: uh-huh. Yes and that that must be incredibly gratifying for you Kathy
1: you know what it is what i love the most is really actually seeing that aha moment where they look at it and go oh my gosh this makes sense like it's not it's not even that you know we're now discovering something new
0: mm-hmm.
1: it actually totally makes sense mm-hmm. you know the one thing that Um, I've struggled with over the years is the term business advisor so many people say that I'm a business advisor or you know this they they sit on a board right and I and and I go okay what was your actual um, requirement for sitting on the board what was the mandate what are you actually delivering when you sit on a board or when you're engaged and the person who's been appointed looks at me let alone the person who's appointed them, and they don't have an answer. I'm going to help the business grow. In what capacity? So when you're actually bringing anybody on board, know the outcome that you actually want that person mm-hmm. to achieve. You know, there's there's so many people that are really being burnt because, you know, they like the person that they're engaging or, yes, you know, they've good. heard From somebody else that they're doing a great job yes but they may not actually serve your needs yeah they may not be well equipped have they actually achieved exactly what you need to achieve Mm
0: -hmm. because if Mm -hmm. they
1: haven't it doesn't matter they're not the right person right yeah so really understanding it's like sitting in that place of genius yeah you know if my place of genius is this but somebody else does this better guess what yeah. That's who you should be appointing.
0: And, Kathy, I'm guessing that you can help um, because sometimes when you're sitting in that position of managing director and CEO, you're not always the best person to work out. You, you know what you like doing, you know what you, lo- you don't like doing. But actually having someone with external lens come and look at you and your business might actually go, well, do you know, you're actually really good at that, that, and that, whereas someone else might be able to do this, this, and this that you insist on doing and it drives you crazy And but you still do it yeah. because you think that you, you you have to do it or you think that you like it so you keep doing it, whereas if we put this person in that spot doing that, that relieves all of this time for you yeah. to do what you're good at. Yeah. So that's about that external lens and the power of someone else's thoughts and perspective looking at your business. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. That's where my blind spots, that piece that I was saying earlier, I remove blind spots. You know, it actually also comes from when you're actually an entrepreneur or you run a small business, you spend time in the business. Yeah. That's actually one of the things that I help accelerate. Yeah. My job is to actually remove you from working in the business. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually continue that vision. Yes. And that actual growth. Yes. And then allow people to sit in their place of genius to do the business. And a lot of people are fearful of that. It's about letting go. Yes. You know, it's actually yes. about relinquishing yes. their, you know, their baby. This is this is mine, right? It's still well, yours. It's still yours. You're just empowering somebody else to, to actually elevate. That. Yes. You know. Your business, you know, yeah. and that's that's a really difficult mind shift, you know. Yeah. So, a lot of the work that I do also incorporates the counseling qualifications, yeah. You
0: know?
1: So, it's never just about okay. money,
0: okay? Because, because, Kathy, from my perspective, the reason why you are an entrepreneur is about that. Work-life balance, and it is about being able to take three weeks off and and travel, and know that the business is still keeping on, keeping on, and your team are empowered to manage in your absence. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So you know, when I said earlier, when you go to the bank and you actually are asking for money, guess one of the things that I'd be looking at key risk factors. Yeah, who's that key risk factor? You are. If you're the only person that can run the business, guess what?
0: You have
1: no business. (laughs) Okay. Okay. There are so many things that, you know, I incorporate that we look at that is actually about making sure that it is sustainable, scalable, and you do actually reach that place of freedom, you know, freedom to do whatever it is that you want to do.
0: And, Kathy, you can demonstrate that by doing the work that you do, the business planning. You can go, okay, so in six months, eight months, whatever it is, you can look at doing X, Y, Z. And in exactly. 12 months, you can look at doing PQRS, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's about having that yeah. um, clarity and knowledge around your business. Fantastic. Exactly. So I also wanted you to share with the audience today one of the most difficult decisions you had to make in your company that benefited your employees um, and clients and why that decision was so difficult um, and what were the positive things that come out of that. So big question. Um, I think the one
1: thing was that I was very clear in saying no to the wrong people. So, yes, it is a business opportunity. Yes, it's increasing bottom line. It doesn't align with my values. Mm. And it's hard to let go of business, right, because you're growing. That's what you're there to do. So it was—it was a really interesting process. However, that has actually freed me. Letting go of business that no longer aligned with who mm-hmm. I was, who the business was, who we were as a team, mm-hmm. actually freed us up to act, to attract and to do business with the people that we wanted to. So, what does that do? You know, how it creates that ripple effect you actually attract like-minded people, they then actually refer like-minded people. Business is no longer Mm -hmm. hard, Mm. right? Yeah. But that initial step is difficult, Tony, you know, to think that I'm saying no to something that, gosh, oh, my gosh. like um, You need that cash flow. I've got bills to pay. (laughs) Exactly, right? But there is always a way around it. Uh-huh. And once you close the door, oh, my gosh, it's like a flood that actually yes. will come rushing through because you have now enabled that energy to be focused in the right direction.
0: So it is about saying no to people who don't fit with your values um, and and business. Cathy, uh-huh. can you tell the audience about your values? Can you tell us what they are?
1: First of all, um, I think I shared earlier, the circular yes. economy for me yes. is vital. So if you're not prepared to actually um, have that philosophy and belief and you follow through in paying things forward, mm-hmm. I'm not the person for you. It's really yes. that simple. Yes. Um, my entire belief is that we're actually on this planet to elevate humanity to actually make sure people in developing countries, in developing communities are given the same opportunities.
0: Absolutely. So that's
1: my belief, you know. So yeah. whatever it is, as long as you have that and it's demonstrated, yeah. then that's one of the things that I look at. The second thing is that even though, and I'm saying this as a finance person, money yes. does not come first. It's people first. Yeah, That's why our actual business is called people advisory first right it's yeah. people and business advisory if you honestly have people at the center of everything that you do that's another value of mine yeah. then it's actually about transparency um, honesty integrity ethics you know yes. ethics is actually at the top of my list um, and it's I don't compromise any of those you know i they're
0: non-negotiables for you kathy
1: absolutely so um they're they're the key things there's actually an entire list and it's part of my business plan it's actually (laughs) there
0: (laughs) i was just gonna say do you put that like at the start of your business plan kathy is that where it sits it
1: does you know and I think earlier, you know, you you were saying about, you know, well, I share an exit plan. I know my exit plan. I know where I want to be. You Mm -hmm. know, will my business actually evolve? It is always going to evolve. But where Mm -hmm. I actually sit in the business, again, part of the strategy changes, right? You know, and I have three different areas to the business. So in 2027, solutions to you will not be where I sit, it will actually be in raise the baseline, which is actually all the leadership programs that I do in developing countries. That's it. That's the only place that I will actually be sitting in, you know. And what does that mean? I'm not no longer in Africa. The next place that I um, I'm targeting is the Ukraine, you know. Oh, so yes. for me, it is you know what they're experiencing now. I can start planning for that. You mm-hmm. know, and I've actually earmarked particular people. One of my co-authors in in one of our books, yes, um, is actually from the Ukraine. You know, so we have the ability to actually start to influence today. It's not about getting to a destination and starting then. Everything is about planning. Out today, yeah. So you know how I said eighteen months? I work yes. five years in advance. I just scale things back to a minimum of 18 months, but five years, you know. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what it is that you want to do, Tony. Everything is possible if we, yes. when we're working together. That's how I start to map things out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It then becomes so really good you, for everyone.
0: Yeah. So businesses can come to you and go, well, I've kind of got a, an old business plan, but here's what I really want to do. Here's what lights me up, and this is what it looks like. But I can't quite get it from that big down into this business plan, and yep. that's where you step in and go right. This-
1: and, and then and then I flip things, yeah. Because then I go, that's not big enough. <laughs> Oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> okay, okay. No, the number of times that I hear, "Oh my gosh, I just didn't know what I didn't know," and that you know people have been in successful businesses for twenty years that say that,
0: but I, have I say that heard... every day, Kathy. There, there's every single day there is still so much to learn, and I am innately curious uh, about yeah. everything in and around the world um so that curiosity just keeps burning me forward all the time what if we did this what would it look like if we if this worked what would it look like if we got that and that and that and this worked that way and it's an amazing place to um to be in isn't it yeah
1: yeah so i'm going to share with you change one word that will actually then shift your mind. Yeah. When you ask what if, it actually introduces a subconscious level of doubt. But if oh. you replace if with else, so what else?
0: What it else? Opens, that's brilliant. Opens the mind.
1: Really simple. Yeah, yeah. But what it else? actually then creates the solution.
0: Yeah. And so you're not powerful. left in doubt. What else? What else is there? What else is there? What else is there? Yeah. Kathy, um as um you've talked about some of your vision and mission for five years, I'm really curious, what does the ten year plan for Kathy look like?
1: I'm actually covered in red dirt in the middle of Africa. That's where I'm actually going to rest my place. Really? Yes. It's it's really interesting for me. I mean, my first visit was 2014, I think it was, uh-huh. um, when my daughter actually, you know, prepared for her trip. Um, I didn't know what to expect and there were a lot of challenges. Yeah. But for some reason when I go back, I feel like I'm at home. Yeah. And I can't explain it. You know, I yeah. don't have heritage from Africa. Yeah. But I feel so much at peace, and it feels like I'm finally doing what I'm meant to be doing. So yeah. that's that's where I actually envisage that my ending place will be. It's not in to Africa. be in Africa. In Africa,
0: yeah. And th- and that's the thing, though, Kathy. It is uniquely individual. Those those feelings of where you are at home and where you see yourself being are completely unique to each individual human being. Um, And whatever it is, that really doesn't matter. It's just that it's yours and it's your vision and it's your clarity around that vision.
1: Uh, uh, Look, absolutely. You know, there are so many things that I've done in the last 12 months where it actually wasn't in my scope of works. It wasn't in my vision. But mm-hmm. by actually asking what else, you know, what else can I do, you know, yeah. who do I choose to be, it then actually allows you to honestly think limitlessly. Um, yeah. I, I have this incredible belief that nothing crosses your mind or your path for no reason. Yeah. But if you allow that to actually just sit to and resonate. don't
0: dismiss it. Don't dismiss it. Don't go. Oh my goodness, that's not that's me. Not me. Well, actually, let it sit and let it see yes. what percolates. Um, in the last five minutes, Kathy, I just wanted to quickly talk about um, women in business and women mm. moving forward in this age that we're in. I had an interesting uh, conversation, interview with um, one of my co-hosts yesterday, whose comment was that by 2024, it will be the era of the middle-aged woman. Mm. And I looked at her and thought, Wow wow because i kind of feel that some of that stuff is happening now i don't want to wait till 2024 (laughs) that seems that's two years away that things could be you know um Tell me how you see women in business and particular because my fundamental belief is that women are here to change the world and now is the time that we're here to change the world and now is when we will have uh, a seat at the table, so to speak, and now is, is when we will start to impact the world and humanity from a, a climate global perspective and from a... Uh, 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 an intuitive and higher level of understanding perspective as well. So, I just in the last few minutes, I'd love you to comment on your thoughts around that, women in particular.
1: So, I, I actually agree with you, Tony. Um, I actually see the transitioning happening right now. Mm-hmm. In fact, the one thing that's actually holding women back is the fact that they're um, not quite certain as to where to start. It's not yeah. the doubt, yeah. it's how, how do I start? When do I start? That's actually, that is such a simple process if they dare to ask. You know, asking for help. By 2024, we'll have already seen the transition taking place.
0: That's what I think too. And we will be entering a powerful era. By by 2024, I actually think we will be well into that next era that changes the trajectory of humanity. That's what I feel.
1: Yeah, look, it's interesting Um International Women's Day this year was actually about breaking the barriers. The reality for me is is that we're actually creating the barriers for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Barriers that, you know, we're talking about was, you know, in restriction in in respect to restrictions. Well, we're actually giving them the space. Yeah. Because we're talking about it as opposed to just do it. Mm. You know, we don't need to wait to be given permission.
0: You just have
1: do it, yes. Let's actually start sponsoring one another. As females, can you please actually shout out another woman in a room of opportunities and don't let her know about it? That's yes. how we will actually create that ripple effect. Yes. Yes. Start the side hassle on the side. If you need that security financially, you know, of where you are, start, start the side hassle. Nothing is actually stopping you. Create that actual vision, and just start today. Just
0: draw the day. line in the sand. That's it. It's, it it really is as simple as making a decision. Today, I decide X, Y, Z, and then yeah. just go from there. You don't have to have. We've been talking about business planning the whole the whole show, but in that instance when you make that decision, you don't actually have to have a plan because that will come if you if you. Include that as part of your thought pattern, part of what is important to you going forward. You will mm. make that happen by by virtue of making the decision in the first place.
1: Absolutely. It's not in the how. That's not what should hold you back, right? That's where you actually get expert advice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The how mm-hmm. comes from somebody else. So don't yeah. let that actually hold you back.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Kathy DeMarcos, I am so delighted that I got to interview you on the show today. You do the most amazing work, have the biggest, beautifulest visions, do phenomenal philanthropy across the planet, and you are someone that I absolutely look up to as a leader amongst women and who I would like to be a very <laughs> short amount of time the tony version of all the things that you do would be just perfect for me <laughs>
1: oh, you are very very kind but tony the best version of you is you absolutely the whole of you as you are
0: right yeah 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 still working on that little bit <laughs> Kathy, before we run out of time, a quick plug for your company. Where can people find you? How is best to connect with you um, in our last one minute?
1: Well, solutions to you, the number two, and you.com.au is my website.
0: Fantastic. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is
1: the best way for me to, yes, connect. Thank you.
0: (laughs) And if you've missed those, wherever you're seeing this show, in the show notes will be the links to Cathy and all of her socials as well as uh, the way to connect with her. Cathy DeMarcos Solutions to You. Thank you so much for being on Everyday Business today. Um, And that, my friends, is your lot for this week. Please thank Thank you. Kathy, everyone, bye for now. Thank you.
1: See you. <laughs> bye. I want to do it to the best of my ability because if I fail, that means I fail for my entire female nation. I call it. Is that possible? Awesome? That was the question for myself.